Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast in this episode 85 for the week of July 7th, 2019. Everyone had a fantastic 4th of July weekend here in the States. It was definitely a busy one for me, seeing lots of friends and family and just definitely eating lots of barbecue because that's, of course, what you have to do on 4th of July weekend. I think I had every barbecue thing I can eat between uh, hamburgers, hot dogs, steaks, sausages, uh, I don't know, everything. I had so much barbecue, different, every kind of potato salad or macaroni salad you can imagine. But yeah, it was a great weekend just getting together, seeing friends I haven't seen in a while. And yeah, just a lot of fun overall. So I hope you guys had some fun too. Uh, but uh, there was actually a lot of good Disney news that had come out this past week. Uh, some kind of craziness happened in California. There was a lot of uh, some pretty powerful earthquakes. And I'm very just, uh, I'm glad to hear that everyone uh, is safe because that is scary. That's not fun. And they were some of the biggest ones that happened in a while. So we are going to talk about a bit, a bit of the earthquakes today and kind of what happened over at Disney, uh, Disneyland um, and just kind of how it affected the parks. Uh, and then we're going to be talking a bit about some of the things that are closing at Epcot because uh, they announced some things that are closing this past week. So we're going to kind of give like a full list of like what is closing at Epcot because there's a lot coming up. Uh, especially in future worlds in the the coming months so we'll be doing that we'll be talking about some brand new uh, restaurant and bars that are opening up over at the walt disney world resort as well as the disneyland resort uh, and then a few other things as well. So we got a good news show for you today. It is only me. Katie cannot be here today, uh, but hopefully she'll be back on the show soon. Uh, so yeah, why don't we just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the Excess Press Podcast.
So the first thing we're going to discuss today are the earthquakes that happened in California this past week. So on July 4th in Southern California, there was a recorded earthquake of a 6.4 magnitude, which is uh, pretty high and it's, it's definitely one of the biggest that happened in over the past 20 years. And then the following day, there was another one on July 5th, uh, which was at 7.1, so it was even bigger. So I'm sure everyone has heard everything about it on the news this, the past few days. There were a lot of shocking videos that had come out. You see like water just spilling out over in other, the pools. You see people in restaurants with like lamps shaking. You see newscasters getting under their desks. So it's pretty, I mean, pretty scary. I mean, the people in California, they, they, they know that it could happen at any time. I mean, there's been plenty in the past, but these were some of the most powerful ones that happened in the past uh, 20 years or so. And so I'm going to kind of discuss today a little bit just like what happened over at Disneyland because this doesn't happen so often that we see what's going on in, in the news over there. Uh, but yeah, so Disneyland, there are a lot of people that were there, of course, for 4th of July. It was a little bit busier than expected. Um, so what happened was there was there's just a lot of ride closures. I mean, as soon as the earthquake happened, they realized, oh, we're in an earthquake. We have to shut things down. Uh, and then the, the Disneyland theme park evacuated a lot of the rides. Um, so the staff would be able to perform like safety checks and all that. But uh, so I actually, I actually, it's funny, I got a text uh, before or I got a message from uh, CJ, who was on the show this, this past week. She talked about Galaxy's Edge and all that stuff. So she messaged me and saying, oh, dang, we had an earthquake today. And she was like, I didn't, I didn't even know about the earthquake until she had messaged me because she had told me the previous day that she was going to be going to Disneyland on the 4th of July. So she was curious to see how the crowds were going to be compared to the rest of like her time. She's been, well, since she's been going to Galaxy's Edge recently, and we've been kind of talking about last week how it hasn't been too crowded. So she was curious to see if it was going to be any more crowded on the 4th of July. So she was going there with her family and yeah, she messaged me and said, oh wow, we we were just, we had an earthquake and then that's when I looked into it and yeah, I realized it was pretty powerful. So I actually had asked CJ to kind of make a quick recording of her, um, uh, like kind of recount what happened uh, that day when they were at the park. So here is CJ telling her story of what happened during the earthquake uh, when she was visiting the Disneyland park. My family and friends were at Disneyland on July 4th. Um, we decided to brave the crowds and kind of, you know, just enjoy our day at the parks. And we had the baby with us, so my parents were off doing their own thing. So me, my husband, and uh, my best friend and her husband, we decided to go over to Space Mountain to do single rider. The baby was asleep. We'd take turns. So first, me, my friend, and her husband, we went single rider. We got off and watched the baby while my husband went on. And we were sitting on one of the benches at the exit over by like the Starcade gift shop area. Um, and all of a sudden, like the ground was kind of moving. And... The bench was moving and we kind of looked at each other like are you moving this and i said are we having an earthquake and my best friend next to me said i thought you guys were moving the bench and all of a sudden we realized like oh my gosh there's an earthquake right now and it's it's still going on and one of the ways that we knew that there, that it was an earthquake and not just our imagination we looked down at the stroller the baby was asleep not moving and we saw the stroller wheels like kind of moving back and forth a little bit and so 
we like the the earthquake lasted long enough for us to register. Oh my gosh, there's an earthquake. Look at this. This is moving. How come all these people aren't seeing an earthquake? Oh my gosh, this is still going on. Do you guys feel this? This is really bad. So it lasted probably a good 20 to 30 seconds and then all of a sudden it stopped and towards the end of the earthquake we flagged down a cast member we were like do you feel that this is an earthquake and he's like i don't feel anything um and a few minutes after that you know i called my mom right away um because she was in the park and she picked up saying did you feel that and i said did you feel that um and they were in line for pirates and their experience was um she and my dad both started kind of feeling nauseous or sick at the same time and they Um, They looked at each other like, do you not feel good? And then they noticed the lanterns on the inside portion of the queue were swinging. And then they realized, oh, we're having an earthquake. And they said nobody around them really seemed to notice that there was an earthquake. Um, And they said pirates didn't shut down. I don't know if it did later in the day, but they went on pirates just fine. Um, So after I hung up with my mom, um, I got a text from my husband who was on Space Mountain saying, we're getting walked off. And so he didn't know that there was an earthquake yet. Um, We were just kind of waiting for him. So we were sitting there looking at our phones, like looking up information about the earthquake. And a cast member walked by and asked, or we asked him, are they evacuating the ride? Like, if so, where do they exit from? My husband's on it. And he said, oh, they'll be coming out right this way. So we decided to just sit there and and wait it out. Um, And he said, yeah, we just had a minor earthquake. And at that point, we looked it up online, and we knew it was in the 6 range, and we were like, that was not a minor earthquake. That was a pretty big earthquake. And he was like, oh, okay, and kind of just kept walking. Um, So right after that, over the loudspeaker in that area, um, a cast member came on and said, like, the area needed to be cleared. And so we start, like, getting the stroller ready and and packing up to leave. And um, then my husband walked out, and he was like, what's going on? We heard there was an earthquake. And we told him, yeah, there was an earthquake, and it was a pretty big one. Are you okay? Like, what happened in the ride? And he had taken some video um, of the ride with the lights on, Um, and he showed it to us. And we're like, well, sorry you didn't get to ride. And he's like, no, that was really cool. Um, So he said what happened was they got in the rocket, they get up all the way to the top of the lift hill, and as soon as they exit the tunnel, all the lights were on, and it stopped. And he goes, oh, that's that's not normal. Um, So he ended up getting off the ride. So at that point... You know, being a cast, a former cast member, I knew that things would start shutting down. You know, they have to do their safety inspections and things like that. Um, and it was the earthquake hit like right around 1030. So by the time he joined up with us, it was like 1050 ish. And so we were like, OK, everything's going to be shutting down. Why don't we mobile order food? And we decided to mobile order because we knew the lines would be long for all the restaurants. So we mobile ordered. Um, we found the first table we could because, again, if people aren't on rides, they're going to be flooding the walkways looking for a place to sit. So we just found the first table we could um, over at the Jolly Holiday Bakery. We mobile ordered from Bangle Barbecue, picked it up, met up with my parents, and we kind of shared our experiences, ate our food. Um Members of our party had fast passes for Big Thunder, Indiana Jones, various things. Um, Big Thunder was down for a long time. Um, We kept trying to go on it, and every time we checked the app, it it said it was closed. Um, So after lunch, we we tried to go to Jungle Cruise. I'm sorry, we tried to do Tiki Room, and we talked to a cast member there who said that they were closed, and she said that she was in the show um, when the earthquake hit, and she and her co-worker or co-cast member um, noticed that the birds were swinging and they thought this isn't normal and then a manager told them like 
shut it down. Let's do some inspections. Um, then after we failed at Tiki Room, we decided to just wait it out a little bit longer. We looked on the app and everything was closed, or most everything was closed. There were a few things open. Um, and we saw Indiana Jones had a 25-minute wait, so I waited with the baby. Everybody else went ahead and went in line. And honestly, I was kind of surprised that Indiana Jones wasn't closed. Um, and it was definitely longer than 25 minutes. It was more like a 40-ish minute wait. Um, we also had tried to do Jungle Cruise before Indiana Jones, and that was closed. Um, but by the time everybody got off Jungle Cruise, I'm sorry, got off Indiana Jones, Jungle Cruise is back open. So we did Jungle Cruise, and some things were off on the ride. Um, there's normally this little elephant that comes up squirting water and then goes back down and then comes up and doesn't squirt the boat. But this time it squirted the boat, which was weird. Um, my friends got wet. They were the ones sitting right in the spot to get squirted by the elephant. So we were really surprised about that. You know, I've been going to Disneyland for my whole life and have never seen the elephant squirt anybody. Uh, the piranhas that come up in the water didn't come up. Um, there's an explosion by by the camp that the gorillas have taken over that didn't happen so I don't know if all that was earthquake related maybe some sensors got um you know messed up somehow but um yeah something it just wasn't quite right by the time we got off jungle cruise we looked at the app and big thunder was back open so we used our fast passes for big thunder and at that point we did tiki room since um, my friends that we were with really wanted to do that and then we hopped parks so it did take a while for things to come back up and, and some things were slower to come back up. Like Big Thunder was down for, I want to say, an hour and a half-ish. It was down for a pretty long time. And during that time where all these rides were closing, there were a lot of people milling about in the walkways and everything. It, it looked like we were checking the app and as we were walking out of Tomorrowland, actually like Buzz Lightyear shut down. We heard the announcement that Astro Orbiter was going down and they had to clear the queue. Star Tours, they were turning people away like... It looked like pretty much all of Tomorrowland was shut down and all these people were just in the middle of the walkway. Um, so that was, I mean, we didn't stay till fireworks, but we stayed till about four o'clock. And from opening to closing, or I'm sorry, from opening to four o'clock, the time the earthquake hit and like the hour and a half-ish afterwards, that was the most crowded that we saw the parks. And again, it's just because nobody had anywhere to go. Everything was closing down. Um, so hopefully, I mean, I wasn't in the park yesterday, so I don't know how bad that earthquake affected things. I would imagine it was pretty much the same story. I just feel bad for the guest services cast members who have to listen to people who are not happy that all these things close down. So hopefully the earthquakes calm down soon and, and hopefully this is the last of it. I mean, obviously we're going to get some aftershocks and hopefully this one from yesterday, the 7.1, hopefully that wasn't a foreshock for something bigger. Um, so we'll see how it goes in the next few days. Well, thank you, CJ, for sharing that story. Much appreciated. So, yeah, that was definitely a little scary and weird, and it's kind of crazy. They don't realize, like, what's happening. Like, it, it's it's hard to notice, like, oh, is that an earthquake? I mean, you're just yeah, sitting on a bench, minding your own business, and uh, sure enough, yeah, an earthquake is going off. And luckily, your, your husband was okay because... Thankfully, it wasn't any worse because he was on the ride and they stopped it right away and evacuated them. Um, but yeah, I know it was kind of chaotic because I, yeah, I looked on the Disneyland app and I saw all those ride closures that were happening. So yeah, it was, it, luckily you guys still made the most out of it and everything was fine and hopefully you guys are safe and well. So thank you again for sending that in. 
but yeah, so that's pretty much all of like the real information I had on the earthquakes. I'm not a specialist in earthquakes, so I don't know how much I could really talk about it, but uh, I just wanted to sh- kind of share CJ's experience since she was at the Disneyland Park, and it, it's, it's good to see that Disney is they have good safety procedures for when an earthquake happens because you don't really hear about this too often like how the how the disney parks react if an earthquake to happen because i mean that doesn't happen at walt disney world you kind of most people know what happens during like hurricanes at walt disney world they kind of close the parks and stuff like that but yeah this is the first for me to kind of learn about what disney actually does when an earthquake is uh going on in california so uh and uh quickly to before we finish this off i do want to share that cj is going to be our disneyland correspondent so uh she she's going to take some time to like share some photos uh, with me and I'll post them up on Instagram and she'll be writing like uh, maybe a couple articles uh, at least once a month uh, to kind of share her experiences or reviews over at the Disneyland Park because she, she's honestly been sharing a lot of information with me recently and I think uh, I think if you're a Walt Disney I know that we mostly talk about Walt Disney World on this podcast but I mean I still like to share about Disneyland because Disneyland is just is, it's an amazing place to visit and if you frequent Walt Disney World all the time. I really think you should get out to Disneyland at some point and do like a three-day vacation and kind of get over there and just see it because it's it's honestly it's just such a great place to be. You'll you'll love just how small it is um, because of just how close everything is. It is you don't have to worry about transportation from uh, from one park to the next or anything like that. It, it's all right there and it, it really is a gorgeous, uh, gorgeous park, uh, and just great place to be. So yeah. So welcome, um, welcome CJ to the team. So you can find her at weekly mouse on Instagram, where she is always posting, uh, some great updates over at Disneyland. So, uh, yeah, again, thanks for sharing that story, but that is all we have for the earthquakes. Uh, and now we're going to get into some more Disney park news. So we've talked about in the past a lot of the new and exciting things that are coming to Epcot and uh, unfortunately today we're going to be talking about some of the things that are closing over at Epcot. So we knew we've known a bunch already but Disney has confirmed a few things. Uh, Mostly we're going to be talking about like Future World, Future World East and West. Of course we know that in Future World East we are getting the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride as well as the space restaurant over there. So we got some new things coming over there, but we, we're we going to be talking a bit about the closures. So Disney confirmed some new things that are closing uh, this upcoming year. So to me, kind of the biggest thing is that the Fountain of Nations is going to be closing. And the Fountain of Nations is, of course, like the jumping water fountains that are over in Future World. And unfortunately, that is closing, which is such a shame because I, I absolutely love the music, the Fountain of Nations, it's its great. And it's always just fun kind of hanging out over there. I even have a picture of me standing near it as a kid. And uh, yeah, it's just back in like 1994. But uh, 
Yeah, so it's kind of sad that that is going to be closing. Uh, then Innoventions East will be closing as well. Uh, Colortopia is closing, and Nanzoon Break are all scheduled to close on September 8th. Um, and then after that, the character spot will be also closing on September 8th. But the, the some of the characters are relocating, so you, uh, if you want to do those meet and greets, you can meet them elsewhere. So like Minnie Mouse, she will be going over to the World Showcase gazebo. Uh, Daisy Duck will move to the American Adventures, so maybe you'll see her in some new attire over there, or you'll just see her in her regular garb. Uh, and then Mickey and Goofy will be in a temporary uh, location over at the Innoventions West area. Uh, and then they're, they're, they're going to be going to the brand new Imagination Pavilion when that is opening up uh, at some point in the next couple years. Uh, then Joy from Inside Out here are able to meet as well, but uh, they, Disney still hasn't announced the location of where she will be meeting. Uh, and then, of course, you, you'll also be able to meet Baymax, but they, we don't know what's going to be happening with him either. So uh, that character spot will be closing on September 8th. So if you want to meet those characters, uh, yeah, just make sure you go to one of those temporary locations. Uh, and then Mouse Gear. Mouse Gear is one of the, the coolest stores there is. It's huge. Uh, that will be moving to a temporary home uh, in the wintertime while uh, it, it will be reimagined the, it, at its current location. So probably it seems like it's going to be going through like kind of like a refurb like uh, World of Disney did over at the Disney Springs location. Um, I assume they just want to kind of reimagine how the space will work as a guests kind of walk through mouse gear because it is old and uh how it, it, it's kind of cool how disney can uh come up with a new location so i there's this uh, what is it called there's this piece of technology that imagineering has um that allows them to go into this big vr space and it's you're able to walk through the store as if it's like real. So they can kind of like make things or they can kind of make changes on the fly as like they're in this like VR world. So pretend they imagine like they're standing in the store and they're like moving things around in the space to like kind of construct what uh, the location will look like. So I forget what it's actually called. I, I, I've just kind of learned about this recently. Uh, Lou Mangello on the uh, WDW radio podcast was kind of talking about this. So maybe I'll have to I'll have to get a bit more information on it. But I assume that's kind of what they're going to be doing with mouse gear because uh, with with World of Disney, how it was located, you wanted to you want to make sure you can see something on the other side of the room. So if like uh, you see like a something with stitch across the room. You can you can go visit and see that easily. So that's what they did with World of Disney. They just want to make everything more accessible and for people to see across the room. So I assume that's what they're going to be doing with Mouse Gear. So, uh, all right. Sorry, I went on a little bit of a tangent there. Um, but yeah, so the next thing we have is the Electric Umbrella, uh, which will be scheduled to close this winter. Uh, and then the Art of Disney will be up, uh, operating from a temporary location while it is also going to be refurbished. Um, and then Pin Central will also be uh, located to a new location while it is being refurbished. Um, and then the Camera Center will close this fall uh, and that is going to be the new home for Pin Central. 
Uh, and then the fountain view that has the Starbucks location will be um, moved to a temporary location this fall as well. And then, sadly, Club Cool will be closing. Uh, Disney said that it is going to be relocated, but they don't have any specifics yet. So Club Cool will be down. So if you need to get your your fixings on international Coca-Colas, make sure you do that. And if you want to trick your friends into drinking the Beverly, uh, you should make sure you do that uh, as soon as you can. So, but yeah, it's, don't worry. That is, uh, will be opening at some point. We just don't know when, but those are all the, the temporary location closures and, um, or temporary location move, uh, movements and the closures. So uh, a lot of those will be happening September 8th. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to WDW News today just for kind of putting the that list together. Uh, because, the again, the biggest news story was that the Fountain of Nations uh, was going to be closing. So, uh, or for this past week. But they had compiled like a great list together of things that were closing. So, yeah, just shout out to them uh, for that list. But, yeah, unfortunately, all of those things are going to be closing and moving temporarily. So, make sure if you want to do any of those things, you do that as soon as you can. So, stay tuned because we're going to be going over to the Japan Pavilion to kind of take a look at the brand new signature restaurant that just opened over there. So this past week, Disney did a surprise announcement and said that the that the Takami Tai signature restaurant is officially open at the Japan Pavilion in Epcot. So I've been kind of monitoring this one closely. I guess not close enough because it kind of surprised me that it opened. Um, but I was yeah really looking forward to this new signature dining location that was opening up in Japan. So uh, very excited to see that it is open. But we're going to be kind of be talking about today about how much this experience is going to cost because it is a lot more than I was anticipating. This is a very upscale dining experience uh, that is going to come at a pretty penny. So uh, if you are interested in this one, I'm going to kind of just run through the prices to, uh, for some things to kind of let you know what things could cost and uh, how big your, your wallet has to be to, to eat here. So, um, so first I'm going to kind of talk about the different food items that they have. So first I'll start with that. The popular thing that they're, they're kind of promoting here is a, a prefix multi-course tasting menu, which is called the Omokasi tasting menu, uh, which starts at $130. So that gives you six courses. Uh, with, so that's like uh, shared plates or entree, uh, dessert, as well as like a, a tea sampler at the end. Uh, but it also, one of you, I think your fourth course is is just a palate cleanser. So it's um, it's just yeah, this kind of like cucumber mint uh, jelly thing. But it's pretty much just to kind of clear your, of course, your the the taste in your mouth to bring on to the next course. Um, so, but all of that, uh, the six courses are in the $130 price. So you get a, I guess, a decent amount of food um, for that much money. Um, 
So it, we kind of shared out like concept art the that Disney had released this past year, and that was for a room called the Water Room. So this is a separately bookable experience that requires a minimum of six people, and that also features a special chef's tasting menu. And it's the only other, uh, it's the only thing that's being offered there, or the only other option that's being offered besides the traditional omakase tasting menu. So you have to be in this room to get the chef's tasting menu. Uh, but yeah, if you want to do that, I think that is going to be a bit more. I didn't see a price on that. Um, but if you also want to try not only the tasting menu, but they also have the omakase beverage pairing. Uh, so that is priced at $75 and that includes four drinks, which uh, has uh, wine in there and, and, and sakis as well. So, and then a specialty cocktail drink. So you'll get four different drinks for $75, which I guess, uh, I guess could equal $75 depending on what the drinks are, but seems, uh, seems a little steep for me. So, uh, and then, so they also, if you don't want to do any of the tasting menus, they do have like your appetizers and entrees that you can get separately as well as some sushi uh, and sashimi. So the appetizers, they're also a little steep. They start at $10 and can go as uh, high as $27. Uh, they for the entrees they start at forty two dollars and can go as high as ninety three dollars and uh, the ninety three dollar item is for the wagyu beef which uh, I don't know much about wagyu beef but I think it comes from Japan maybe here I'm gonna try to look it up real quick to see what's so special about it um, oh it's it's a Japanese beef cattle breed the wagyu so yeah I guess it, it comes all the way from Japan so it, it is a bit pricey if you want that um, so they also have sushi and sashimi um, surprisingly they only have one specialty uh, sushi roll uh, maybe they'll add more in the future just you know, not really sure on that but on the menu they only have one uh, specialty roll um, they do have uh, sashimi and uh, nigiri a la carte so you can get those as well and I, I, I didn't see the prices on those but you can get those a la carte and of course they have your your desserts and all that as well um, and from what I've read from different sites it's, it sounds like the menu will be cha changing um, seasonally uh, depending on I don't know what a Japanese restaurant menu would look like if it changes seasonally so that'll be kind of interesting to see so we'll have to keep an eye on that and of course they have specialty cocktails uh, wines and beers and the coolest drink that I saw was called the, uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing this right, is the Sak uh, Sakurojima, which is a Japanese whiskey sour that is smoked with cherry wood. So I saw a video of how this is being presented. Now, uh, I, I, I'm not going to spoil it because it's kind of cool, but I, I remember back in the day I, I, I went to like a special birthday dinner and I got a dessert that was presented very similar to this and it was actually really cool so uh, if you want to look up a video for that uh, maybe I'll link one in the show notes uh, for the the how the Japanese whiskey smoked or the Japanese whiskey sour smoked the cherry wood what uh, how that is presented so I'll link that in the show notes for you guys to see um and then, uh, so the last thing I kind of heard is that the service is just impeccable. It's fantastic. The staff is very knowledgeable and attentive to everything. 
Um, but you'll, you will have to know that the, the experience is pretty lengthy. So you, you'll probably be there for a couple hours, uh, maybe longer than your, your usual, uh, table service restaurant. Uh, so you have to factor that into your time if you're visiting the park. So it's probably not, not going to be, I guess it, it will be a lengthy experience if you do the, um, the different courses, the the tasting court or tasting menu, I assume that's that'll keep it a bit lengthier. So yeah, just got to keep your eye on that. So uh, at least right now, we the the tables in Wonderland's annual pass holder and DVC discounts are accepted at the location, uh, but right now the dining plant isn't. So as of right now, the the Takomi Thai is open for dinner at the Japan Pavilion, uh, which starts at 4 p.m. daily. So only right now they have walk-ups that are currently being accepted and reservations will be available beginning July 16th with bookings starting that day. So if you're looking to do this experience, this is right up your alley. Um, uh, it starts July 16th, but yeah, just uh, after kind of hearing about the prices, I'm not sure if I would want to put my money towards this experience because it seems like uh, it, it seems like a great place to, to eat and the experience is well worth it, but I don't think it's what my wallet wants to pay for when it comes to an experience. I think I'd rather put it towards other things at Walt Disney World, but if this is like right up your alley, if you want to try like an authentic Japanese cuisine, like this is the place to go. Um, so yeah, just, uh, it, it seems like it's really cool. I saw some photos of the inside. It looks gorgeous. Um, I, 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 yeah, maybe I'll try it sometime in the future, but I don't think I'll be doing it on this next trip. It just seems a little too much for me, but, but yeah, so Takami Tai is now open for dinner at the Chiban Pavilion in Epcot. So now we're heading back to the Disneyland Resort where we're going to the Grand Californian Hotel and Spa to talk about the GCH Craftsman Bar and Grill. So this is the newest addition to the resort's variety of dining establishments, which is adding a bar and grill to the pool area over there. So originally the, the Grand California Hotel pool area was originally inspired by the Gamble House. Uh, which is located in Pasadena, California, and it now, with the new location, it will be continuing the story. So if you're not familiar with the Gamble House, it was actually constructed in the early 1900s uh, for the home of uh, David and Mary Gamble, which is, of course, Gamble of the Procter & Gamble Company. You know, they make all the, like, the beauty products, uh, the razors, and, the, yeah, they make a lot of uh, different... Um, uh, kind of everyday home products. So, uh, but yeah, so the Gamble House is now a National Historic Landmark, also as well as a California landmark, and it's open to the public for tours and events. So I'm going to kind of read this quick thing from Wikipedia about the Gamble House so you kind of know about the design of the, the pool area for the Grand California Hotel. So uh, originally built as a winter, winter residence for David and Mary Gamble, the three-story Gamble House is commonly described as America's arts and crafts masterpiece. 
Its style shows influence from traditional Japanese aesthetics and a certain California spaciousness born of available land and a permissive climate. The arts and crafts movement in American craftsman style architecture was focused on the use of natural materials, attention to detail, aesthetics, and craftsmanship. So you'll definitely, if you if you look at a photo of the Gamble House, you'll definitely see how the kind of Grand California and of course the pool area was, pool area was uh, kind of designed after that. So you'll still see that in this new location over at the pool area so the the grand crafts the the gch craftsman grill uh was which was once the whitewater snacks is not just open yet um but it will also continue serving its current menu so the menu is not really changing it's just uh it's just kind of being renovated but there is a brand new lounge lounge area near their pool which is called the gch craftsman bar which also features a brand new menu and it's kind of funny because again uh CJ, who we talked about earlier, her, her her and her family were actually the first official guests over at the Craftsman Bar. Uh, and I, from just seeing from photos, it looks great. The the design of the menu looks really cool. I was really impressed by how they designed the menu. Uh, but yeah, so there's lots to eat there from artisanal pizzas uh, to sliders, nachos, and they have shawarma, avocado toast, and lots for the kids as well. Uh, and then what I really want is one of the desserts that they have. They uh, they have this waffle ch waffle churro sundae that has vanilla ice cream, caramel, and chocolate sauces, and uh, chocolate pearls, and it just uh, it looks really good. So, but yeah, so those are the the newest additions that are coming to the Grand Californian Resort, which is just a uh, phenomenal resort. It's it's a little similar to Wilderness Lodge, but there you could definitely tell its differences. But yeah, just a great resort. So the the bar right now, the GCH Craftsman Bar, is open to all of all the guests of Disneyland. Uh, you can't swim at the pool unless you're a resort guest. I don't think you can. You'll have to show your wristband if you do that. But anyone can go up to the pool bar and eat over there. And then the GCH Craftsman Grill will be opening up at a later date. So yeah, just some new things and new food experience that you can get over at the Disneyland Resort. So we have a few just like quick uh, little updates that we're going to mention. So the first being is that the, the Disney bus transportation is kind of getting a, a bit of an update in the makeover. So the Walt Disney World buses will be featuring brand new Disney characters on them. So they are the Sensational Six, which includes Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, and Pluto. So uh, to me, this will this will kind of make the making the ride bus uh uh, bus system even uh, more enjoyable than to me it already is you know i i enjoy G disney transportation i have a lot of fun with it and i just i i still love the bus system i mean yes it's a pain in the butt the the worst thing about it is just waiting for the buses when it's not uh, uh showing up when you want it to but hey i still enjoy riding it um 
Uh, so not only did the outside of the bus get a paint job, but they also did a refresh of the interiors uh, with uh, blue seats and laminate floors. And I think what everyone was really excited about is there will be USB 2.0 charging ports uh, ports located between some of the seats as well. So this is a, this is a really big uh, upgrade since you're always using your phone at the parks. So this is... Um, just it's always in your hand you're always using it you're they have the play Disney parks app it's just it, your battery is gonna die you know that so I always think you should have like a charging battery cord um, on your phone or, or a rechargeable battery which I'm trying to say always have that with you uh, and if you're trying to save battery on your phone put it on like a low power mode so you get the most out of your battery as well but um, to me hey the charging ports are really cool to be in there but I don't think you'll get a lot of charge out of your phone uh, between uh, your destinations or the destination that you're going to on the bus but I mean I know anything will help but usually USB charging ports can take a long time to give any charge so it's Maybe you'll get like a few percentages out of your phone, not too much, but hey, you know, any anything helps. So yeah, just be on the lookout the next time you're waiting for a bus because you get you could get picked up in one of these new buses. Uh, so yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty cool news. And then I'm just going to quickly mention uh, two uh, refurbishments and closers that are happening. Um so Disney announced this past week that the March of the First Order over in Hollywood Studios has stopped their performances uh, starting today on July 7th. So that is happening right now. So you cannot, uh, you can't see that anymore. But don't worry. Uh, they did say that they will be going just on a small hiatus until Galaxy's Edge reopens on August 29th. So I don't think there will be a stage show anymore. I, I feel like just to like kind of keep up with the realism of the land. I mean, Disneyland right now, they're just kind of walking around and doing their thing. Maybe they'll continue that. Not entirely sure, but yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but yeah, so no more March of the First Order. That was just, that was always a fun and cool, cool little show that you could stop and see. Uh, I think it was like every hour that you were able to see that at Hollywood Studios, but yeah, so that is, that is closed starting today. So for the last piece of news today, we're going to be talking about the Up a Great Bird Adventure, which was previously known as a Flights of Wonder. So this will also be going on a short hiatus from September 8th through September 14th. So if you don't know, this show features Doug and Russell from, of course, the movie Up. And they, they just, uh, they're just part of the show now and they, they talk about the birds. Like, I was a big fan of Flights of Wonder. I mean, I only saw it once, but I saw the show and it was, it was a lot of fun. But I honestly haven't heard a lot of great things about this new show. Uh, it did debut last year and it was actually just re rewritten a few months later. Um, maybe they're doing the same thing here because I, I heard cus uh, visitor feedback has just like not been great for it um so i'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen here i haven't seen the original show i might have to look up a video of its current show just to see what it's like to see what it's all hyped up to be because i'm not going to be able to see what what it is in its current form so maybe i'll have to check it out with my own eyes on my my trip later this year just uh yeah kind of see what it is all about but yeah so again that is going on a short hiatus in september pretty much just for a week so not too long 
So that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. So if you guys are not subscribing to the podcast already, please do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. And if you can, please leave a review. It'll really help out the show. And you guys can check us out at accesspresspodcast.com where you can find the latest news articles as well as our episodes. So we just posted an article about the Disney bus transportation, about kind of you can see all the photos of what it looks like over there as well as Nikki also just posted an article about this brand new peanut butter brownie that is over in Epcot and it looks delicious so you can check that out at accesspresspodcast.com and if you're not following us on social media you can do so at accesspresspodcast on Instagram Facebook and Twitter so make sure you check all that out so if you also uh, want to be interviewed, if you were a previous cast member and you would like to be on the show, uh, reach out to me. Just shoot me an email at matt at accesspresspodcast.com and hopefully we can get you on. Well, not hopefully. We will get you on a show in the future. would love to have you for an interview. Talk about your time and experiences as a previous cast member at the Disney Parks. But okay, guys, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Access Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.